Welcome to the UFC Ultimate <laughs> Faithful Catholics. I love it. This is the Lord's Gym. Amen. I am your spiritual fitness trainer and also the Latin lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Latin lover of Our Lady. I'm on duty. Terry, what about you? I'm on duty, brother. I'm the Lebanese lover of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Lebanese lover of Our Lady. Today we have a special, special guest, two special guests. It's going to yeah. be a great show. We're going to interview John Yep. I knew him as a seminarian. I knew him years ago, and he's on fire for pro-life out there in the Diocese of Phoenix. And what we're going to actually do is <clears throat> he's good. we're going to talk about the what the Arizona bishops attempted to cancel the faithful Catholics regarding pro-life, which is tragic. So we need to pray for that bishop. Also, <clears throat> we're going to have Cardinal Mueller. We're going to talk about what he has to say about obedience is not owed to just any heretical bishop. So this is interesting because, as I said, we need to be praying for our bishops and also calling them out when they're in error, just like Bishop Strickland said yesterday when we're going to broadcast his show this Tuesday. And also, at the end, Dr. Sandoval, he's coming up with a conference on the 3rd of December. And when I tell you, when you hear what he's doing, man, how many psychiatrists are willing to come to the chapel for free and give advice to people regarding their, their, not just their, their mental health, but their spirituality. But Jess, I have a good-to-know file that I just, I'm gonna, you're going to fall off the horse. You're going to say, boy, did I'm, am I glad that I moved out of California? <clears throat> California, mm. are you ready for this, Jess? This yep. is good-to-know file. <clears throat> if Democrats here in California have their way, parents who oppose transgender ideology or irreversible drugs and surgeries for their kids may lose custody of their children in the near future. Yep, SB 107, Jess. It's a, it allows California courts to take emergency jurisdiction of children who come to the state for gender transitions. Jesse, is this microphone on? This is unbelievable, Terry. I have a, yeah, you have relevant- couple, a couple of other little, little stories. Yeah, hit me, hit me. There's yet another Fed interest rate hike. The central bank this week announced surprise, surprise, that it would hike its interest rate target by three quarters of a percentage point. The move is the fourth consecutive rate hike of that scale under the Biden economy. Mm -hmm. We call this Bidenflation. (laughs) Also, the Republican National Committee chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, this week offered new commentary on the RNC's decision to sue Google over the big tech giants' purported censorship of their account. 53% of the country has a Gmail account, and people who've opted in to receive Republican emails asked to receive them. They wanted to know, where's my polling location? How do I register to vote? How do I send money? Google has said, you know what? We're going to block that communication. That's sad. Yeah, I'm going to have to... Uh, Get rid of go, our G account, Gmail account. Yeah, I'm going to go on to Proton Mail this next this Good. weekend. Good. Uh, also, brace for Thanksgiving, turkey shortage. Oh, yeah. America can expect a turkey shortage and elevated poultry prices just ahead of Thanksgiving, thanks to the Biden economy. Yep. Residents of the northeastern U.S. will have to pay the most for the popular bird. An outbreak of the avian flu has impacted flocks in 43 states and 304 countries according to the CDC, that I'm not sure you can always trust. And finally, mm-hmm. good news. Yeah. Catholic doctors fight back. Excellent. <clears throat> a coalition of thousands of Catholic and religious medical professionals sent a letter Tuesday confronting three top medical groups that had urged the Justice Department to investigate and prosecute critics of gender-affirming medicine. 
expression of concern over the ability of youth to understand and consent to irreversible surgical interventions that result in loss of fertility and adult sexual function does not constitute harassment or intimidation, the letters stated. God bless them. Uh, Yeah, God bless these uh, Uh, Catholic medical doctors fighting back against the culture of death. Terry. Absolutely. Jess, we've got more, but we got a full day here. Let's get to the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah, Terry, I want to read the first reading today. Uh, It just just speaks to my, uh, very clearly to my heart. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Saint, yeah, Saint Charles Borromeo, pray for us, Saint of the Day. By the way, oh, a little wait. bit about Saint Charles oh, yeah. Borromeo uh, for for your need to know file. Yes, uh, he wrote the, the book called The Rite of Exorcism, written in sixteen fourteen A.D. Yep, was compiled by Saint Charles Borromeo. He he redacted all the exorcism prayers going back from the second century, yep. and it came into final form in this book called The Rite of Exorcism, chapter one, two, and three. He was also both a civil and canon lawyer, yep. as well as a bishop. Uh, St. Charles Borromeo understood the pastoral work of law-giving according to the model of Christ, and his unflagging efforts to promote Christian life and church reforms were prompted by a profoundly sacrificial love of Christ living in the church. He was born into a noble family in northern Italy. Charles Borromeo was made a cardinal at a young age by his uncle, the Pope. He considered entering a monastery, but a friend convinced him to remain in the world. Charles threw himself into the work of a truly Catholic Reformation, helping to revise the breviary and the Roman Missal and authoring instructions on the church's architecture and the renewal of seminary life. That's right. Actually, you know what, Jesse? He actually gave formation. He realized the the seminary, there were no seminaries formerly for priests. And he said, no, no, we got to do that. He also said, we need a catechism of the Catholic Church because I think he's a saint for us right now because of his spirituality with you yeah, know the de- yeah. the 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 thing you just talked about on on uh, exorcisms the yeah. catechism and the reform of the lit- of the seminary to give priests good formation saint charles borromeo pray for Praise us for today us. yeah he also was the archbishop of milan mm-hmm. he promoted the rosary with children yep he fostered religious education charles borromeo despite a lifelong speech impediment like moses isn't that amazing he preached know, throughout the diocese awesome. he died in 1584 <laughs> he's a patron saint of catechists pray for us what a model Lord. jesse what a model yeah. <clears throat> yeah so today's first reading philippians chapter 3 oh, and yeah. following oh yeah saint paul writes join with others in being imitators of me brothers and sisters and observe and observe those who thus conduct themselves according to the model you have in us. For many, as I have often told you, and I'll tell you even in tears. Mm-hmm. And he loved the church. He just he oh, yeah. wept for the church. He, yep. When he saw corruption and false shepherds, Saint Paul wept yep. for the, and the persecution of the church. He wept. He says even in tears, conduct themselves as enemies of the cross. He's talking about people in the church. He certainly is. People, people in the church in his time were already enemies of the cross. Are there enemies of the oh, cross today? Too many to count. Mm. Too many to number. He says their end is destruction. Now, Terry and me were talking right before the show. We want everybody to go to heaven, yeah. but that's just not the reality. Right. Everybody's not going to go to heaven because a lot of people, by rejecting the cross, your end is destruction. Yep. He says their God is their stomach. Mm-hmm. Their glory is in their shame. In other words, they're secular humanists. All they care about, gimme, 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 me, 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 uh, the unholy trinity, me, myself, and I. Yep. He says, their mi- this is the big one here. Their minds are occupied with earthly things. 
Wow. That's called, that's called worldly being a worldling, a secular yeah. humanist, a humanist. Yep. Then he says, now he reminds us, he switches gears. He says, but our citizenship is in Mexico. No. no. In Canada. No. <laughs> in Italy. No. Is heaven. in heaven. Amen, brother. <laughs> and that. from it, what do we wait from heaven? We await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're waiting for. He says, and what's Jesus going to do to us when he comes back? Take us in and out? No. Nope. Take us to a restaurant? No. What's he going to do? He will change our lowly body. That's, by the way, falling apart and full of illness and sickness and getting old. <laughs> he will change our lowly body to conform with his glorified body by the power that enables him also to bring all things into subjection to himself. Based on that verse and many others, St. Thomas Aquinas says that all the saints in heaven will have a glorified body that will be 33 years old forever, never to age, never to, never to, be get, never to get old or sick, will be, will be the age of Christ in heaven forever. St. Paul says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, notice Adam and Eve, male and female first, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, in this way stand firm. In the Lord, beloved, the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. In other words, why do we stand firm? Because we have promises. And we have promises from somebody who keeps his promises. His name is Jesus Christ, and there is no other. Well said. And let's, you know, this fits right in with Bishop Sheen. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now. Full Sheen ahead here. He says this. I mean, this is right with the scriptures. He says, you were made for perfect happiness. That's your purpose. No wonder everything is short of God disappoints you. In other words, people constantly tell me, well, when I get this house, when I get this car, when I get this job, and then, no, it, it never you know, gives us perfect happiness. Nothing in this world. As a matter of fact, Jesse, I actually thought, mm. oh, man, I am really, when I got married and I married my, the right woman, man, that's a very important decision. When yes. You, when you're, I mean, that's one of the most important decisions you make on Absolutely. this planet, who you marry. And I was happy, but uh, you know what? When we read three to get married with Bishop Sheen, we realized big time our marriage is to get each other to heaven. Mm. And when you realize that that's your marriage, you know what? You get focused on the higher things of life. So I just think what Fulton Sheen is saying is nothing in this world is going to satisfy us fully, Jesse. Even Jess, let me ask you, Jess, hit real quick. You were a ki- you were a boxer and you won a lot of fights, and many times. It probably felt pretty good when the uh, guy would put your arm up and say, the winner, Jesse Romero, correct? Yeah, 60 times. It felt pretty good. Okay. How does that compare to your faith now? It, 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 there's, there's apples and oranges. I mean, it's like, uh, it, it's like comparing uh, a, 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 a rocket shit to a scooter. <laughs> you know, heaven is a, the promises of heaven are a rocket ship. Uh, whatever joy I've had on planet Earth through things that I've accomplished is like riding a skateboard or a scooter. Well, up next, John Yep from Arizona, right in Jesse's backyard. We're going to talk to him about his pro-life work and also how some of the things that are undermining the work shouldn't be the bishop. But we'll talk more about that when we come back here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back to Terry and Jesse show. Got my good friend, our good friend. Terry's known him for longer than I have. John Yep, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show, my friend. 
John, let me ask you a question. Uh, we don't got audio yet, but I John, hear... we're going to work that out. But I'm so proud of you because of what you've been through as a Catholic and you're standing strong. So I appreciate that. Let's see if we got audio for John now. I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah we Go can ahead. hear you. John, John, let me let me ask you a question here. So there's an there's an organization called Catholics for Catholics, which which you founded. Yep. Uh, it's it's your brainchild because you've you've realized we've had long conversations and you've realized that Catholics don't know what it means to be a Catholic, just like a lot of women don't know what it means to be a woman. So yeah. Matt, Matt Walsh had to teach them. So John Yep is like the is is like. The, the the version of Matt Walsh in this regard, John has a burden to teach Catholics around the country what it means to be Catholic, because this is something that the bishop should do, teach, govern, and sanctify, but it's just not happening. And in fact, the Arizona bishops, they came out with a statement. They didn't mention Catholics for Catholics, but it, they alluded to it in the statement because John had a conference here recently in Phoenix, where he brought in some high-powered speakers, and it was basically a Catholic night. Catholics, men teaching other Catholic men and women and stuff what it means to be Catholic. We also had a, new, a few Protestants there as well, they were, but they were people of goodwill, people that were Jesus-loving Protestants that tracked with Catholics on all the social moral issues. So, John, do you feel, when you read the, the Arizona Bishop's statement, do you feel like, like you got a pie thrown at your face, or, or do you feel like, you know, like you got somebody sucker punched you when you weren't looking? How, when you read that, you knew they were talking about the conference you threw a few weeks ago, correct? Well, uh, yes, just just backing up. Yes, we did have an event and there's a team behind us. It's not just yeah. me that put that did this event. Um, and it really just stemmed from a bunch of us lay people who are looking at the races in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And we realized that the five most important races, the governor, secretary of state, U.S. Senate, and two key congressional races all had down to a T their opponent, um, the Democrat Party, referring to themselves as Catholic. Yeah. And it just hit us. Our state is about to be ruled by um, a team of, of, of fake Catholics, right? Yeah. And for their sake, first and foremost— to help them, those Democrats and their, and their souls, we felt that we had to raise that standard of what it truly means to be Catholic, right? Right. So hence, this organization began Catholics for Catholics, right? We had our inaugural event October 13th framed around Our Lady of Fatima, and it was a beautiful Catholic night. It wasn't, we were going on the warpath, attacking the other side so much as upholding what it means when you are a politician who stands by the five non-negotiables of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, then you, you our, our, our country is free and we stand on American principles. The two are almost, uh, they, they, they work together, right? So we were surprised when on Halloween night, it first seemed like a horror story when I got this link from, <laughs> from somebody that said um, about the Bishops Conference. Initially, I was like, oh, this is horrible. But then I realized it was already the vigil of all saints and this is actually a blessing in disguise. Because this prompted conversation. We're all about the Sonoma way, aren't we? So we want to have a conversation, talk about this, about these issues. So the, the statement from the conference, we while not naming us specifically, definitely we fit under the umbrella of that statement. Or at least they're trying to, to get us under that thing. I mean, it's unless they come out and say it's definitely you guys, 
we'll never know, but 95% sure it's probably us because there's been all the other groups that have been existing and doing this have never gotten a statement. And then we do this event and about two weeks later, we get the event, right? Which number one accuses us of two things. Yeah, what is it? First thing, accuses us of violating 216, Canada Law 216. Now, we're we're faithful Catholics. You know, we carry our Canada Law around. We know what that that statement is. We consulted our Canada lawyers before we chose that name to make sure we were under the blessing of Holy Mother Church's law. Right. And. Um, we believe, and we issued our, our statement back that we that that two one six basically refers to the bishop's competent authority that he does have to um, to label an institution Catholic when it refers to the juridic person of the Catholic Church. So if you were speaking on behalf of the Catholic Church, yes, we need the blessing of the bishop to refer to ourselves as Catholic. However. If someone like Jesse Romero and Terry Barber call themselves Catholics in the public square, then you guys don't need permission from the bishop. You're just calling yourself a member of that organization, sure. which is essentially what we're doing as well. So Catholics are Catholic. We did issue our response. Um, the second thing is interesting that they, can, that they were accused of, and this is almost going to the internal forum in a sense about what our intentions are. They remind at the end of their little um, – their little um, document that it, it's important to remember that in the Catholic Church, it's our beliefs which influence our personal politics, and it's in not our politics mm-hmm. trying to influence our faith. When we reverse the two, we place ourselves outside the traditions and teachings of the Catholic Church. One hundred percent agree with you, sure. but that's not what we're doing, right? This this stemmed from our daily prayer, our adoration. And knowing that we couldn't sit this one out, we had to raise the standard of Holy Mother's Church. Amen. So, um, does that kind of give an uh, oh, outline yeah. of what? Oh yeah. What was the, John? What was the gist of the statement that was issued by the five bishops here in the state of Arizona? What was the meat of it? It, sh- it should be point. I'm, I'm word for word. It should be pointed out that Canon two one six of the Catholic Church stresses that no initiative can lay claim to the title Catholic. So they accuse us of using the word Catholic without their permission. But again, using it in the sense that we're allowed to, it's okay, mm-hmm. right? And, and if we want to take this to a canon law court and a higher court reverses it and shows that, no, actually, John and, and company, you are wrong and, and with church things, then fine, we'll obey. But right now, we put ourselves there, and we believe we're following church law, right? That's the gist of it. John, now, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Let me just jump in, because I know your former bishop really well, Bishop Olmstead, who came from Wichita, Kansas, and I know that he's 100% behind pro-life. He would go to abortion clinics in Phoenix and pray with lay people. It's pretty obvious that when he left, you know, and have the new bishop, who we need to be praying for, making reparation, I, in my opinion, send him a, a, uh, a spiritual bouquet saying, Bishop, we're praying for you to uh, you know, lead the church in according to the mindset of Christ. I don't think that's a bad idea myself. But my point is, now that you have a new bishop, it seems to me that uh, there's a new sheriff in town, and um, he doesn't have the same sentiments towards uh, the pro-life efforts. Am I... Uh, am I describing a pretty fair statement from what you're you're living there? I'm not. Yeah, yes and no, Je- Terry. Remember, this is not from the this is not from Bishop Dolan solely. This is the Arizona Catholic Bishops Conference. Let's read who that includes. Tucson. Bishop Dolan, 
Bishop Weisberger of Tucson, yep. Bishop Wall of Gallup, and Bishop Thomas Olmsted, who remains a signatory on the letter because he is the apostolic administrator of, of the wow. holy protection of, of the Abarchy. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that important? Is he Bishop Olmsted, I'll tell you publicly, he has done so much good for this diocese. Of course. We have been blessed, and I am grateful to what he has done personally. But I, I, I'm confused of why he's a signatory. I'm also confused, Terry. And this question does not come from me. Yeah. This question comes from we're about evangelization. This question comes from Protestants, Protestants yeah. who have approached me, and they've asked me, "Hey, I'm running up against Greg Stanton. The ho U.S. House of Representatives is hanging by a fringe. We have to win this. Yeah. And this current candidate, Kelly Cooper, is running up against Greg Stanton." who's the former mayor of Phoenix and is a total pro abort. Yeah. And he's also um, rumored to be living with a homosexual man. Oh okay. God. So ask me if we're going to play, if, if Bishop, you know, in all the respect, Bishop Molstad, I ask you humbly over the question. Yeah. You've accused us of not following 216, but what about canon law 915? Why was Greg Stanton never, uh, uh, never um, Good point. excommunicated? Good point. And that's the point. And for just, for, just to be fair, we know we're all about dialogue here and have a, have a conversation. And Terry, you mentioned um, Bishop has a love for life. He does. He was one of the first to be out there praying that's right. at abortion clinics. And that takes courage. And God bless him for that. And we have to respect and, and support him in that. But honestly, what what is worse? Taking the life and harming the flesh of your own child or harming the flesh of the Son of God, which we're called to protect as a priest. And when we allow a pro board politician to disrespect the flesh of the Son of Man, yep. what does that say? Well, it says scandal. Scandal is the number one cause for uh, for de-evangelization, for not sharing the faith. Why people, people leave the church. Leave the church yeah. because of scandal. And I agree. We need to stop the scandal in the church. I believe the two approaches, John, is spirituality first, praying for our prelates, praying for our priests, and then calling them out, as St. Thomas would say in his Summa, that if they're bringing scandal to the faith, whether it's the pope or bishop or priest, St. Thomas Aquinas says we have a moral obligation to speak up and call them out and say, you made a promise when you were ordained as a bishop or priest. Yeah. Speaking of canons, that's in Canon 212. Yep. What, what, what John is doing, what a lot of people exactly. are doing, what I'm doing, Terry's yep. doing. Yep. Uh, we have the, in accord, it says, in accord with the knowledge and competence and preeminence which they possess, lay people have the right and even at times the duty to manifest the sacred pastors or opinion on matters which pertain to the good of the church. And they have a right to make their opinion known to other Christian faithful. That's exactly what's happening right yep. now with John. Yep. Yeah. I agree. So, John, it, what, it, can I also say, I mean, this too. The bishop, Arizona Catholic Bishop Conference wanted to say that, remind us that we can't get political with our faith. But can I just pose a point? This is the same bishop's conference that came out and publicly endorsed two of the six propositions in Arizona. Now, those two propositions that they endorsed aren't, they're important, yes, but they're not one of the five non-negotiables, which would like, okay, maybe you can come out and say that for yep. sure. Yep. But these are two ancillary things in some ways. Let's just look at one of them. Yes, on 308 that's what they're saying which it's it goes against conservative values because basically it's saying that we have the duty to pay for the edu college education of undocumented illegal immigrants yeah. now leaving aside whether that's right or wrong we right. talk about the politics or whatever but that's a political statement exactly they're ch picking and choosers aren't they yes bingo come on and you let's go and you 
And you caught him, John. You yeah, caught him. You them. nailed it. Yeah. They're getting involved in, in the weeds and policy issues. Uh, and they, uh, again, they shouldn't tell Catholics uh, on, on these policy issues. We have to make up our own mind based on our, our well-formed moral conscience. And uh, you caught them. You caught them getting involved in the weeds, what's, pushing, what's, pushing the left. What's pushing the other the one that they're agenda. pushing, John? What's the other one? It's uh, 209, which has to do with um, debt reduction. I might as well versed about that and how to, you know, how lending institutions should be regulated um, in terms of giving um, loans out for home loans, car loans, things like that. So it deals with that, which is like, it's John, hang on a I want to hear more. When we come back, I want to talk more about this. Because, stick around, John. Stick yeah, around. Stick around with us. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. And on Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, we'd be billionaires. Let's talk to John yet more about what's going on in the Phoenix Diocese and all around Arizona. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back with John Yep from Catholics for Catholics. By the way, I'm part of Catholics for Catholics. Okay. <laughs> What's the charism of, of your yeah, organization? Yeah, tell, tell Terry, let the people join. know what, what uh, we want to do with Catholics for Catholics. Reclaim the word Catholic specifically as it applies to the public square. Ah. That's it. And then from there, it just goes a number of facets to, to achieve that goal. Yeah. But that's it. It's a name in the public square. We need to represent it and, and raise that standard again yeah. with all of its beauty and its brilliance. Well said. And, the, and I'll tell you why that's important, John, is because John, me and John have conversations about this is because you have fake Catholics like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi yeah. that call themselves Catholics in the public square they have a huge microphone. So you have secular humanists, Muslims, Protestants, people of other faiths. They say, ah, that's what it means to be Catholic. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, John Kerry, Anthony Fa That's a Catholic. And that's, so that's breeding confusion and scandal to the little ones. So John and myself and others, you say, you know what? Uh, this is the way, it's like Fulton Sheen said, the lay people have to save the church. And just like... Matt Walsh is teaching women what it means to be a woman through his documentaries and his conferences. We figured in Arizona, this would be a good beachhead place to start teaching Catholics in all 50 states what it means to be Catholic. And it doesn't mean to be a, 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 a president of the United States just because you carry a rosary in your pocket and you say, oh, by the way, if anybody questions me, uh, questions my uh, dedication to the Catholic faith. I'm going to shove my rosary down your mouth and voting for the last 50 years for pro-abortion legislation. That's not what it means to be Catholic. And that's why this organization was started because the bishops are meant to teach, govern, and sanctify, but too many of them are just silent on this issue because they're in the pockets of the U.S. Uh, of, the, of the Democrat Party. I said it. Yep. Uh, amen. You, you said it, Jesse, and... Uh, to tie that we tie the to our mission with the urgency of it, the importance of it. This is not just we're going to reclaim the meaning of the word Coke in the public square. <laughs> when you realize that, albeit important, <laughs> as uh, you know, when you when you realize that the Catholic vote is decides elections, 
right? On so many ways. No president has won the White House uh, without taking the Catholic vote. It's only happened twice, uh, the contrary, since the Second World War. So we, our quorum is super important. Therefore, the battle for that word is is there all the more um, crucial. So we come at it from that angle, but also from a philosophical point of view, too, that our country is straight from its roots. And we believe for Catholics, for Catholics that we're not founded so much just on Christian principles, but they're actually specifically Catholic principles. Um, and Timothy Gordon lays that really clearly out in his book, um, Rome Will Save the Republic, mm. that there is, is specifically going to um, a philosophical and theological tradition aided by the grace which our Catholic sacraments bring to this that's going to take us back to our founding documents. So it's important for first statistically because of the Catholic vote, but then also philosophically uh, for us to have our Catholic voice out there. John, let me just mention that, you know, with the election coming up on Tuesday, the midterms, elections have consequences. And we're talking about thousands of little babies that are going to be saved if, and I'm going to say this right now, that the House of Representatives turns over to the Republicans, the Senate turns over back to the Republicans, and the Democrats will have basically no say when it comes to all these abortion issues and the states like Texas. I mean, here's an example, John. Texas has only had 10 abortions since June. Okay, how does that happen? Because the state was able to put good people in, you know, not just Catholics, Christian, good men of good will and women of good will. So I'm saying that the, the consequences of next Tuesday could affect millions in the long term of babies in the future. So that's why I say this is so important for what you're doing to give Catholics a well-formed conscience because this is what the church is asking us to do. Yeah, absolutely. And if, you know, if the that's from the life angle. Yeah, I think there was an estimate that like 10,000 babies have been saved since June. That's right. Forget if that was Arizona, was that where the United States? Forget, but... Um, it, you know, life is. But also, if you look at the, the latest polling for Catholics across the United States um, done about three weeks ago, the number one issue for Catholics was inflation. Yeah. OK. Understandably. Right. In, in some ways. Right. Because you got to pay the bills. Yep. But that's where even the brilliance of our Catholic social tradition can help us realize that inflation doesn't have to be if we follow subsidiarity. Um, don't have this big government. Right. That's going to produce economic results too as well. John, right. Let me, so let me just jump yeah. in. You used a word that a lot of people aren't familiar with. That is subsidiarity. The catechism talks about having things done on a local level rather than big government. The way I say it, Johnny, correct me and Jess, the bigger the government, the smaller the citizen. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just wanted to clarify what subsidiarity really teaches. 100% agreed. There. You, uh, yeah. So that's, we believe in that. And also, let's let's not forget the border, the border, the border, the border. That's so important. The border, protection of the border. I mean, the amount of human trafficking That's right. that is occurring, oh, right? Sick. Or how many of us Arizona Catholics hesitated when we, when we went out for trick-or-treating parties because all these fentanyl-laced pills everywhere. It's a real thing, right? And to protect our house, as the Vatican protects the walls of their house on their 117-acre country. We want to do the same here in the United States as well. Amen, brother. By the way, the White House does the same thing as well. Uh, there's, there's one fence around the White House, and under Barack Obama, he built the second fence. 
not not to mention attack dogs and uh, you know secret service and AR15s and cameras so yeah everybody wants to protect their house and by the way when you're talking about uh, the human sex trafficking I just in fact I watched it with Carrie Lake there was about there was a uh, it was a Hispanics for Carrie Lake uh, coalition and, and gathering about three weeks ago in Tucson me and my wife attended and we were there with Carrie Lake and Eduardo Verastegui was there awesome yeah, and he and he showed us a movie that's that he's made that's coming out in about six months. It's called Sound of Freedom, and Eduardo shared some statistics with all of us, which basically confirmed everything that Carrie Lake wants to do. It just gave her it gave her more ammunition. Eduardo shared a couple of mind blowing things after we watched the movie, The Sound of Freedom. This this pre screening, he said, number one, Mexico is the largest exporter of child sex trafficking in the world. Wow, in the world, that's sad. Because half my family's from Mexico. Number two, the USA, no surprise, is the largest consumer yep. of child sex trafficking. That's embarrassing. That's a shame, and that's a scandal. These are two Catholic countries. This could stop if, if the Catholic vote, and the, if Catholic moral conscience, if Catholic evangelism was strong. And number three, Eduardo said, 80% of women that come across the border are raped. So after the women are raped, the Mexican cartels, uh, again, they... Uh, they hang their undergarments of the victim on a tree branch or a bush, and there's thousands of women's undergarments on trees in the deserts of the United States Southwest Territory. Here's the last thing Eduardo taught us. Carrie Lake was right there. She saw all this, and I'm telling you, she was taking notes because this is going to help her, and she's starting to use this when she campaigns as well. Human trafficking, number four, is a $150 billion business. Wow. Okay? So, so what Jeffrey Epstein was doing in the Epstein Island this is an international diabolical problem. This is why you're absolutely right. We've got to secure our borders. Wow. And in the spirit of John Paul II, who always, I, I remember that was a 2000 when he had the year of, um, he asked for forgiveness for some of the sins of the church. Yeah. yeah. As a Catholic now, I have to acknowledge our role in that. You know, when I was in McAllen at the end of January and the former director of ICE tells me and says that the biggest culprit, the ones that make illegal immigration possible is Catholic charities. Now I know not all Catholic charity people are evil and they do a lot of really good work. I do not want to just throw them out, baby out with bathwater. But there's a reason that Catholic Vote sued uh, Catholic charities and the Department of Homeland Security for records between the communications between them to understand what their role is with right. this. Right. There's something going on there. That's we not saw it on right. video, John. We this is unfortunate. It's an ex, it's another scandal in the church that we're participating in this. And again, some of these people don't realize the consequences of all this. I assume that. But still, yes, we've got our hand in this. Yeah. We do. And, and it, it it's this is a, I get all about evangelization. Nobody wants to talk about the negative, but. The, the Protestants who are looking at like this Catholic Church crazy thing and who are outside the sacraments, no, they're, they're never going to give a give a second look at us unless we're honest. Amen. About this, right? Well said. So I and I know this. I I, I don't want to embarrass him on figure. I'm thinking of a one, you know, uh, politician right now who has been edified to see the likes of you guys, um, others who are just calling it like it is, and it's making him scratch his head and say, "Wow." Maybe this, maybe it is real. Maybe it is a one true church. John, how can people help you? Do you have a website that they can 
go to or how can they help? The letter C F O R C dot com. C four C dot com. Um, our mission transcends the political season. Um, we have um, some exciting projects which we'll be unveiling right after November eighth to how we're going to carry this education. We're C four. So we operate in politics and the education thing because people have to know how we got to this point as a Catholic church and what it means to be Catholic. So go there and we'll keep you up to date um, uh, via the website. Well said. C4C.com, C4C.com. Yep. Uh, and well, we uh, thank you for what you're doing, brother. It's a great organization. You know why? Because John Yep and myself are part of it. That's yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I hope, Jesse, you mentioned about the minute that changed politics. Your minute at like 3 a.m. on Fox News, was it 48 hours ago? Oh, yeah, we played it just yesterday. It was, man, it was like the best. It was like condensed homily right there. Yeah, that was awesome. You know, I'm getting a lot of, I get, I'm getting a lot of uh, uh, correspondence from around the country. Good. And people are just, uh, they're saying, my, Church Milton just uh, told me, Michael Vores t- t- uh, texted me this morning, he says, our Twitter account is about to crash because of your video that we put. So it's getting a good. lot of, uh, it's getting a lot of miles and that's good because the truth is getting out there. Yep. John, thanks yeah. again for joining us here on Virgin thanks, Most brother. Powerful Radio, brother. God love you. Thank you guys. When we you come, God bless you. When we come back, Dr. Sandoval will be here to talk about an upcoming conference December 3rd where a he is a psychiatrist he's a medical doctor therapist he's on our show every Thursday but what he's doing on the 3rd is amazing so come back after the quick break we'll tell you all about it he'll be calling in stay with us family welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show to join the conversation call 888-526-2151 now, here's Terry and Jesse. We are back to Terry and Jesse show. I had the pleasure of meeting Dr. Luis Sandoval a couple of years ago. We were going to a mutual conference over in Denver, Colorado. Father Ripperger, it was a intensive week conference. Uh, it had a medical track that had a lay track. It had a track for, for priest exorcist. And I am sure glad we met this guy. And I'm sure Terry's glad because man, Amen. when I discovered you and I told Terry, you go, Jess, you got to bring this guy on board to give me his number. Let me meet him. So, <laughs> hey, Do- Dr. Lise, we are so happy. You have no idea how happy we are, how blessed Guys, we are. It's yeah. my pleasure. You know, Amen. honestly, it was, you know, it's divine providence uh, that we met. Amen. Uh, it was it was awesome meeting Jesse at the conference. And, um, you know, we, we realized very quickly we were on, on the same page and on fire for the same thing. So it's been a pleasure being part of the team here at the VMPR. Well, we're just glad you're here. And, you know, we have a lot of people who just write every Thursday after the Terry and Jesse show, Dr. Sandoval, for those who don't know, has a, a show, his own show. And so those who are on the radio right now that would like to listen to it, you need to get the free app from Virgin Most Powerful. That way you can get his show and all of his shows, all the shows from Virgin Most Powerful. But, Doc, you're doing something December, the first Saturday of December that I think is remarkable why don't you, for the benefit of those people, uh, just tell us what you're doing and how people can, you know, come to this event. Absolutely. Well, you know, for anybody who's out there listening who hasn't heard my show, just a little bit about myself. I'm a psychiatrist. Well, I was trained in psychiatry and family practice. Uh, I trained at my medical school was UCLA, so I'm an MD. Um, and one of the things is that people always say, 
well, how can you be a scientist and follow God? And I say, well, how can't you? Because I was baptized before anything else, right? I was a Catholic before anything else. And you study science, you don't just leave it. You realize that you're enhancing your Catholic faith. Um, and so, and that's what our show is about. You know, when you listen to Dr. Lou Sandoval's show, it's really about blending the science and, and demystifying a lot of things and realizing that we're Catholic and everything that's Catholic um, affects all of our lives. You know, the truths, the lies, we need to learn how to decipher between what's real and what's not and how to follow our faith best. And so I want to thank Terry and Jesse and everybody at the Sacred Heart Chapel, because what I want to do is December 3rd, I'm giving, uh, I've been given the opportunity to uh, open the doors a little bit. And I know sometimes people will, will email me or they'll dial in and say, hey, I've got a question, my mental health, I don't know what's going on. I suffer from anxiety. Sure. I'm taking medication, but I also don't know if I'm being diabolically afflicted sure. or if people in my family are being diabolically afflicted. How do I... How do I decipher all this? And it's not always easy to give a straight answer. Right. You know, a lot of times we have to realize that, hey, we got to put a lot of work into it. So I want to let the, the audience know December 3rd at the Sacred Heart Chapel. Uh, I've never done this before, and I just want to see if anybody's interested. Uh, sure. What we're going to do is I'm going to have a day for spiritual and mental well-being. Awesome. And what I set up is a mini clinic. Um, and right now I understand that there's 10 spots That's because right. there's also going to be a, a beautiful uh, Christmas parade and whatnot happening in the afternoon. Okay. So you can go from meeting me to, to the parade. But what I'm doing is if, if you call into the to the program, um, you can ask to register for one of 10 spots. Uh, the The deal is this. I need you to do a holy hour or a holy half hour. I need you to sit in front of the tabernacle for half an hour because we have to understand that our Catholic faith, it, it's efficacious. Efficacious meaning that it does something. There's an effect. Yep. And sitting in front of the tabernacle, sitting in front of Christ, it's going to do something to our lives, to our soul, to our mind, to our body. It's going to affect us in all ways because Christ is it, the Alpha and the Omega. So I want the whoever wants to come and visit with me, sit for half an hour before the tabernacle. And then after that, you can come and we can sit down. And the purpose of the meeting with me, I'm not taking on new patients or clients. It's strictly a consultation. But if you have any questions as far as your mental health and how that might uh, be impacted by your spiritual health, that's really what the conversation is going to be. And I'm letting anybody know who's interested in meeting with me. It's just going to be a half 25-minute meeting, half an hour meeting. Um, and be ready, though, to discuss items from the catechism, from the Bible, and how that affects your mental health. Because we're going to put our money where our mouth is. You know, we say that it affects it. Yeah. But I really want to come from that perspective. A lot of people say, oh, medication is good or bad. Well, we can talk about medication, but we also need to talk about spiritual medication and, uh, and how what we read affects us and how what we see affects us in our Catholic faith. Go ahead, Terry. And a big thing, my brother, is that you're doing this for free. Now, this is free of charge, yeah. yeah. I think people are, I mean, you, say that again? Oh, sign up at vmpr.org. That's where you can put your name in. The first come, first serve. But I also want to mention something, Doc. Talk about your spirituality. You have also made a, a donation to CR, to the Virgin Most Powerful regarding a book called The Catholic Mass by Bishop Athanasius Schneider, which really is a step to restore the centrality of God in the liturgy. Great book. And you're giving it away 10 copies. The first 10 people who call 877-526-2151 get a copy of that book. So what I love about what you're doing, Doc, is you're telling people, Spend time before our Eucharistic King, you know. He, he's the physician, the true physician, our Lord. And then you're going to give them 25 minutes to 30 minutes to helping them with their spiritual and mental health. I mean, there's no one else that I'm aware of doing something like that. I just think it's magnanimous of you to share your expertise with those people who come on the 3rd of December and you can go to, see, uh, like I say, you can, what was that website again that we're uh, 
vmpr.org. Oh, just the vmpr.org. Bridge the most powerful radio.org. Yeah. yeah, it so should just be register there. there and you know, mm-hmm, go ahead. Yeah, you know, God gives us for free, and and I figure, you know, we got to give a little bit back. You know what inspired me to do this actually was was uh, Jesse, you you and uh, you and Terry. I was listening to your show the other day, and when you were talking about the book uh, on the Catholic Mass and how you were saying, uh, I remember Jesse was saying, "Gosh, you know, we got to bring this back. How can we not?" Uh, go to mass? How can we let go of the Latin mass? How can we, you know, pretend that the mass is not the centrality of us? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that. And I thought, gosh, you know, we really, I really got to put that into practice. And how can I do that for our listeners? And so one, I wanted to make sure that if 10 people, if even 10 people can get a copy of the book, if they're interested in reading about the mass and what it really means, especially from such a nice Orthodox oh, uh, yeah. uh, bishop, you know, how could you not, how could you go wrong with, with Athanasius Snyder, you know? Um, so that was one thing I thought people need that book. If I can donate a few copies, that's great. Thank but then I thought, you know, people want, you got to sit in front of the Eucharist. You really got to believe in what the Eucharist is um, in order to, for us to really understand our lives and to fix our lives because it changes everything. We, we think, uh, you know, the devil's going to make mountains out of molehills. And really, we got to bring back to Christ to realize that what we think are such big deals might not be that big a deal. All, all we might need is Christ to help us and to fix our lives. Amen. Jess, your thoughts? Yeah, when I, I want to ask you a question, Dr. Uh, Zandoval. Yeah. I heard Father Mitch Pock, and maybe you can kind of parse this here. Father Mitch Pock was said in this uh, documentary called, it's called A Wolf in Sheep's Clothing Part One. He said, the soft sciences, such as psychology, psychiatry, sociology, were born as a result of the French Revolution, which promoted an an anti-supernatural bias, which says that now everything has a natural solution and a rational answer. One of the things that I like about you and others that I've met is that you you you, you basically interface uh, all your knowledge of psychiatry and psychology with Catholic thought, with scripture. Uh, you're a man of prayer. That makes all the difference in the world because if you just go to a secular psychologist or psychiatrist, sometimes some of the... Um, some of the, the 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 some of the solutions that they give you, some of the remedies are nutty, nutty. Uh, we, there was a guy that worked here at VMPR years ago. I won't mention his name. He was having marriage problems, and he went to a. He called up the diocese of LA. They said, "Oh yeah, we were, we refer him to this psychiatrist. Go to him. He's the best, the best." Okay, so this employee from VMPR went over there. He's having marriage problems, and the psychiatrist. He was a secular humanist. He was. Uh, he says. Oh, you're having problems with your wife? Psh, forget about her. Just grab a magazine, go into the bathroom, and take care of yourself. Yeah. See, that, that, yeah. see, what I like about you is that you take the best of secular thought, mm-hmm. but you purify it with Thomistic and Catholic thought. Exactly. That's, why, that's why you're a gem in the Catholic Church. Well, thanks, Jesse. You know, Thomistic thought is definitely the way to go. There's, oh, yeah, there's yeah. no way about it. I mean, first I'm first and foremost, I'm Christian and I love the parables. But if we're going to go intellectual, you can't go wrong with Thomas Aquinas. He's going to give it to you, you know, straight. Um, but the main thing that I always tell people, and you make a really, really good point. The main thing I tell people is don't turn psychiatry and psychology into something that it's not. In other words, a lot of people turn to it as though it's going to have all the answers for everything. I'm going to mm-hmm. figure out everything about who I am because I went to go see a psychologist or a therapist. And I say, that's the equivalent of saying, I'm going to figure out everything about who I am because I went to go see a cardiologist. And the way I equate that is this. If you go see a cardiologist and he tells you that your heart's in great shape and all that stuff, I say, great, your heart's in great shape, but so what? What are you going to do with your life? It's the same thing with psychology and psychiatry. Okay, are you thinking rationally or not is really what it comes down to. And now that you're thinking rationally, I can't tell you what to think. I can tell you this is how you're supposed to think. But now you've got to figure out what to think. I'm not going to give you the answers. How to think is thinking about God because we can't deny that there's a soul there that needs to be fed. So now you can rationally go towards God. 
that's really what it comes down to. And that's really the way that psychiatry and psychology should be used. I shouldn't be giving you the answers to life. If somebody's having marital problems, I should tell them, hey, are you thinking clearly? Now that you're thinking clearly, go back to your faith and figure out what you got to do with your sacrament. Yeah. You know, that's where we need to make the division. I think a lot of times in psychiatry and psychology, we overstep our bounds and we pretend that we have our own catechism um, and mm -hmm. that we don't need the Lord. But the reality is I can tell you, hey, are you depressed? Are you anxious? Are you psychotic? Let's take care of that the same way that somebody, you know, you go to your medical doctor and they tell you, you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol. They'll take care of that for you. Now that that's taken care of, now that you're healthy in mind and healthy in, in, in body, how's your soul? You know, now you got to go get healthy in soul and you got to take that to Christ. And that's really what these meetings are going to be, if nothing else. You know, if people want to sign up, come and talk to me. We're going to talk about how is it that are you thinking rationally or not? And how are you applying that now so you can get your soul healthy? In other words, you're, you're going to point people not to Carl Rogers, but to Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. You can take whatever theories you want, and those are yeah. great and fun and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if you don't have Christ, you've got nothing. Well, so that's <laughs> December 3rd yeah. here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. And there's only 10 spots there, so you need to jump on this. Dr. Sandoval, thank you for what you do here at VMPR, Virgin Most Powerful Radio. And I want to encourage people to listen to your show because some people are Absolutely. listening going, I've never heard a show. Well, this mm. is how you do it. Get our app, our vmpr.org app, and that way you can listen to all the shows on Virgin Most Powerful. And the advice you give every Thursday right after the Terry and Jesse show is gold, and I want to encourage people to start listening to that show. Jess, your and final sometimes I even have a, yeah. Sometimes I'll even have giveaways for our listeners. So That's like right. holiday season, sometimes I give away a, a Advent wreath. Awesome. You know, people who email me and let me know about Advent or awesome. we have rosaries, things like that. You know, it's important for our faith to blend that so that we do have a healthy mind, healthy body, and healthy spirit. Well, Amen. Said. Yes. Yeah, well, Doctor, I'm glad we met a couple of years ago. And again, you're a, you're a huge asset to the VMPR family. Yep. Uh, God bless you uh, for what you do, uh, you know, for VMPR and for Holy Mother Church. And uh, we'll see you real soon, partner. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. God love you. Yep. You got it. Jesse, what state should we be living in, brother? State of Arizona. No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> state of sanctifying grace. Amen. Don't live in the state of New York. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You can live in any state you want. Just make sure your soul is right with God. Make sure you have a you're, you have a pure, clean life. Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall be called the children of God. Live in a state of grace. I don't care what state you live in, in of, all, of all 50 states. Amen. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Turn your back to the devil. Go and, and go ad orientum. Face God. Terry, take Amen. It Remember Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray for them. Will you be willing to pray for souls to get to heaven? Yes. Offer everything as a sacrifice. In other words, everything's like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. We can mm -hmm. all participate in helping souls reach heaven. Mom, grandma, the kids. Let's sign that up for that. I'm, I'm going to sign up for it today. First Friday, try and get the confession in Mass. May God richly bless you and your family.